Hey everybody, welcome to Five Songs or Less. Co Dingus and I went record shopping again. I can't Yay. believe I've never thought of that like <laughs> screen name or something before. Yeah, it's, pretty, it's a good one. It's pretty good. That's one you should have used in high school. I know it's better than Man in Black. Better than Cooter, yeah, Man in Black yeah. or. What was can't my... remember your other screen names. E.G. E- Punk Rock was pretty good. Oh, yeah. Was that your AIM, that AIM was, name? Yeah, my, my AOL name. Hell, yeah. <laughs> Those were the days, Those huh? Those were the days. <laughs> Pickloid. Yes, Pickloid 1001 or Pickloid 1, mm-hmm. depending on what, what you're mm-hmm. doing. Anyway, it's not the 90s anymore. Or is it? <laughs> or is it? <laughs> Uh, how's it going, Cody? Uh, I heard you had a busy day. Had a busy day. Uh, it's going good. It's the weekend. It's a mm-hmm. three-day weekend. Outlook is better than a few hours ago. So, yeah. <laughs> we went and saw Ant Man and the Wasp. Oh yeah, Quantum Mania today. How was it? It was pretty good. I heard it's the second Marvel movie to get a Rotten Tomatoes score or a. Uh, Whatever, like... Don't they all get Rotten Tomatoes scores? I mean, they all get Rotten Tomatoes scores. Scored on the rotten side of Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, well, whatever. Yeah. I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. I was fully entertained. I laughed out loud. Yeah, I feel like that's all I want from a Marvel movie. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm not going in expecting, like, greatness or anything, but... Yeah. Yeah, it was good. Jonathan Majors is fucking great. That guy rules. Yeah, yeah. So... That was cool. Took the day off work. Dang. I was thinking about it today, and I think since Amanda and I got together, I have seen every Marvel movie in the theater. Wow. Since 2010. Dang, dude. I think. Maybe I might have, we might have, she might have not converted me right away. (laughs) Yeah, I'm sure you were still a cynical holdout for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I definitely, Um, definitely was. I'm trying to think if I've missed any. I feel like I go, like the last several years, I care less and less, but I still end up seeing them all anyways, because mm-hmm. I like going to the movies and whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, going to the movies is fun, man. I don't know if I've missed any of them. I even saw The Eternals, which I yeah. actively did not want to see, but it was fine. <laughs> it was, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. That was the other only Marvel movie that scored. Oh, okay. That one, I can understand why it might, people might not be into that one. Yeah. Because they don't recognize any of the characters. Because they don't recognize anybody. (laughs) They introduce like 12 characters in in the movie. Yeah. But this one was good and it wasn't very long. It was was like under two hours, I think. Or maybe just at two hours. Like not not bad at all. That's cool. Uh, Fucking Paul Rudd. Can't go wrong. Yeah, you know, I don't think you can go wrong with... It's not like I've seen every Paul Rudd movie, but every Paul Rudd movie I've seen is yeah, pretty good at at the least, if not... At the least, if not, yeah. like, really good. He He's a shining light to any cast. It's true. It's true. And they... Um, I don't... This isn't a spoiler in by any means, but they use the Welcome Back the Welcome Back Cotter theme song. Ah. Hmm. And I absolutely love that theme song. Uh I'm trying to think of is that no. How does that one go? Welcome back. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like that. 
I was thinking of the Sanford and Son Sanford or son? My, my Three Sons? Or? No, definitely not My Three Sons. <laughs> oh, that's going to be stuck in my head. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was a good day. We went to uh, the original Pete's, not the original, original Pete's, uh, but. That's funny. I went there for the first time in. A few decades the other night as well. Yeah, yeah. It was good. It was we got a good veggie pizza. And, yeah. And uh, we've only got one kid right now. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> we I've... misplaced the other one, and I don't know. We're fine. Shoot. Oh, Loss is staying the night at Grandma and Grandpa's, and Han is, is stuck at home with us. Nice, I guess. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. We'd, we, like, picked him up from school and went to... Uh, Dutch Brothers, a.k.a. Drink House, according to my children. Uh-huh. Uh, we went to Drink House and went to a park, and uh, now he's holed up in his room watching his tablet because he hates us. It starts younger and younger with how soon <laughs> these kids hate their... Man, so went and saw a Marvel movie, went to mm-hmm. original Pete's, went to Dutch Brothers. Mm-hmm. You're... A regular suburban dad. I know, I know. Were you wearing uh, flip flops the whole time? No, I was wearing my my nice. Um, oh shit! What brand are they? Columbia. Mm-hmm. I was wearing my nice Columbia boots that mm-hmm. Amanda got me for that urban hike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From the car to the hike. movie theater. <laughs> <laughs> we walked from the theater to Pete's. Oh man, that's like over in Arden. Well, that's uh, that's yeah, like yeah. across the parking lot, kind yeah. of. Let's just say I, I completed my ring today. Oh, <laughs> damn. I don't know if I... Yeah. <laughs> I don't usually do that, to be honest. Dang, dude. Yep, yep, yep. Anyway, Cody and I finally went record shopping again. We've been trying to, to schedule some time, but shit keeps getting in the way. We haven't been since October. Together, anyway. We, I think we've both been yes. on our own. Yes. You work near like multiple, so I know I've got to n- not go in there very often, <laughs> though. So I do try and keep it to like a once a month visit. Yeah, I think you did better than I did this time around. I totally struck out. I only oh, ended up yeah. with two records. I also, well, I bought more than two records, but I also feel like I struck out because yeah. I'm not a hundred percent thrilled with what I ended up with. Yeah, um, but. I had since bought some records. Me too. Uh, that I want to talk about that I'm pretty stoked on. So Samesies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, let's start with, um, I want you to go first this time. I think okay. I went first last time because I had more. This is how I was planning on doing it. Okay. I was going to go through what I bought that day. Okay, okay. And then I'm going to talk about t- two... Two records from that day. Okay. And then I'm going to talk about three records from other days. Not all at once, okay. but I'm saying that's the order I'm going in. Okay. Okay. So what did you buy that day? That day I bought. Let me put them in a different order. Um, okay. So, uh, you know, always on the country kick. This is part of the mm-hmm. reason I feel like I struck out is because I only bought country records and they're all kind of samey. And uh, okay. Okay. One of them I got purely for the cover art. One of them was a huge gamble. And then I got a couple that are 
did turn out good. But anyway, so I got a uh, Willie Nelson yesterday's wine, which okay. is kind of his low point before he became the Willie Nelson we all know today. Like the studios really kind of were down on him. They thought that this record in particular was was bad. Um, it is very weird. It's kind of a concept <laughs> record about Ooh. how like God sent Jesus to be the perfect man, but he sent Willie Nelson to be the most imperfect man. I think <laughs> I think that's what he's saying. Uh, there's like a weird spoken word intro um, that kind of explains it. It's it's weird. It's got cool cover art though. Yeah. Pre pre beard. Willie nice stipple pre, drawing free uh no pig no uh, braids yeah um before he discovered weed maybe i think he was he was on his way with that but it was before he like really embraced it before he yeah, went yeah, full yeah. like outlaw or whatever so it's uh-huh. it's a great record i'm not gonna really talk about it because um people who like willie probably already know it pretty well okay okay I also bought a late era Flying Burrito Brothers uh, record. It's called Flying Again. It is from 1975. Oh, okay, okay. Um, That's late era for them. I don't know much. Well, about actually, band. they. I mean, I, they kind of got together and broke up like a lot, and they played live as late as like i think 2007 or something like that with like Uh they're one of those bands where like there's like one original member but anyways like they're kind of known for their their the era everyone loves is with graham parsons and chris hillman chris hillman's from the birds uh this record does not have chris hillman uh but it has chris etheridge and it doesn't have graham parsons but it has gene parsons who was also in the birds um, and is also great in his own right, uh, and it's and it's good. It's like not as good as that that era, but it's better than I thought it would be. It still has this guy Sneaky Pete playing the steel. Ooh, uh, Sneaky Pete! It's got a cool album cover, as you can Whoa. see. It looks a little bit a little bit like a battle hag. Oh, uh, totally collage, dude. Um, yeah, it's worth checking out if you have like their other stuff and you want to dig a little deeper. It is good. Uh-huh. Okay, and that was from which store? That one was from uh, Medium Rare. Okay. I got a, uh, I think this was also from the vintage store. I got a, so I bought, I ended up buying three George Jones records that day. Uh, The first one is a George Jones and Gene Pitney duets record. This Mm. is from when they were, they were they were both on this label called Musicore and they were trying to kind of like cross-pollinate the George Jones country audience to get that audience as well as like the teen audience uh, that that likes this Gene Pitney guy he's um I don't know if you've ever heard of him he's a bit of like a crooner kind of guy hmm. he's like his thing was like I feel like they called him like Mr. Emotion or something like he <laughs> he kind of like really like moved around a lot and like uh did things with his voice and stuff like people weren't really used to but it's a weird combination and it's a weird record and it's not i probably won't listen to it a lot but it's cool Mm -hmm. and then i also bought a george jones 
record called Sings a Book of Memories. This is the one I bought just for the album cover because it's in really oh, good shape. Ooh. It's a painted cover. I feel like there are more painted covers of George Jones records um, than any other <laughs> country artist, and they're all great. And I was talking to my friend Keith about this, and I think it's because he's was considered very unattractive and if you you paint him you can make him look a little more handsome sure 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 photoshop of the day exactly exactly and then uh the last one i'm not gonna really talk about is the uh waylon jennings rave on collection from bear family from the 70s has a bunch of his early stuff on it from when he was still kind of uh, being marketed as a bit of a folky guy, um, he. I like that typeface on the front. He does a cover. Yeah, it's it's also a very cool looking cover. He does the races on, which is a good George Jones song. He does um, rave on, which is Buddy Holly song. Which wow. if you know, okay. Jennings was in Buddy Holly's band, he gave his seat to Big Bopper. Next thing you know, mm-hmm. Big Bopper's dead. Waylon Jennings is American Pie. Yep. Um, Unchained Melody. A lot of these, like, uh, <laughs> next thing you know, Jason Biggs is fucking uh, <laughs> a So, uh, that's yeah, cool. lot, what, lots of the, folky yeah, stuff. Yeah, that sounds awesome. Um, and this was the one, this was the biggest disappointment of the day. Not because, oh. not because the record isn't good, but it was, be- I got excited mm. about it. It was kind of expensive especially for what it was they had two copies of it and then they own they had one copy of Waylon's record honky tonk heroes which i also wanted at the same price but for some reason i went for this <laughs> instead of that even though there were two copies so i could have probably went back later yeah, and got yeah. one of these and then to twist the knife a little bit later uh i don't know I'll get there, but later I found something else that has all those songs on it. <laughs> so it was a total wash. Yeah, that's a bummer. Or should I talk about another yeah, record, or do you want to go into like the stuff you bought that you're not going to talk we'll about? Talk, yeah, we'll talk into the, about the one, the first one I bought that day. Okay, which uh, was an was kind of an omen for the rest of the, the <laughs> shopping, I guess. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, w- went through so many records at that vintage store. So this is Stardust uh, Vintage, uh, really cool store. Uh, a little pricey at times. Like you uh, came across that Decemberist record, and you're mm-hmm. like, "Oh, look, they have a Decemberist record." And I said, "Oh yeah, I might get that," because I thought it said fifteen dollars on it. But then I flipped back through and and found it, and I was like, "Oh, that's fifty dollars. I'm not gonna gonna oh, buy that." Dang. Yeah, but anyway, I was kind of just wandering around the store at this point, and came across a little stack. That's the thing with that store is they have like their record area, but then because they have all the sellers uh, with their spots, consignment areas, and whatnot, they'll have little stacks of records throughout the store. And I came across this Disney's Christmas Favorites record. Oh, yeah. Remember that? Yeah. I do. I do. Uh, I was really, really hoping that this was the same as the cassette that I had when I was a kid. Uh-huh. And it is not. Oh, man. Because the cassette I had as a kid was like the characters singing the songs. And they were funny, you mm-hmm. know? Okay. Like uh, it, 12, 12 Days of Christmas was one that always stood out because there are 
all doing the 12 days of Christmas. And I think it just gets louder and louder. Oh, I bet and, Donald, I bet Donald Duck gets so flustered. Oh, I bet he song. does. Uh, but Goofy at one point says uh, five onion rings instead oh, of golden rings. Oh my gosh. One. Yes. This is fine. It's like these, these you know, old-timey kind of crooner dudes singing Christmas songs. And it just has the Disney characters on the cover. Like, oh, it, it has um, the Disneyland children's sing-along chorus. So whatever that means. I, I haven't listened to the whole record. Uh-huh. Um, well, why would you? It's why February. It's, it's going it, to... It's going to be nice, like, you know, we're putting up the tree and stuff. I usually put on whatever Christmas. I have an Etta James Christmas album, and I have a Casey Musgraves Christmas album. So I'll put Uh, one of those on. So now I've got this one. Okay. Uh, I did find, uh, I didn't buy it, but I I know what the one is that I need to get. It's the Disneyland Children's Sing-Along. No, no, sorry. Disneyland's Christmas All-Time Favorites. All so right. very close. All right. You heard it here, folks. Keep an eye out. Keep an eye out for me. There's one for sale for $15 on Discogs right now. Man, I, that's got to be in a thrift store somewhere. But that's got to be. I guess who's going to go to a thrift store these days? Yeah, yeah. It would be $5, so. But uh, I want to keep an eye out for it because I'd love to have that. And I'm sure Lassa especially would, would get a kick out of that because she loves Mickey Mouse. So. Ah. Awesome. So. Anywho, that's the one that was a bit of a, it was only 10 bucks, so it's not that bad, but yeah, disappointed. For sure. For sure. What about you? What was your first one that you're. Okay. The first one I'm going to talk about on? is another George Jones record. Mm-hmm. It is called My Very Special Guests. Oh, it, that's you, Cody, yeah. my very special guest. Yeah. It is from 1979. Uh, yeah, my sister was born. I think it. Uh, don't dox your sister. Sorry. Angela. Check. <laughs> um, I, I want. I mean, George Joan had lots of ups and downs throughout his career, but I believe this came at a little bit of a low, or maybe right mm-hmm. after a low, trying to get back into it. It's a record with a bunch of duets. Okay. Um, I believe most of the duets were. Uh, recorded like separately like they you know the person he was duetting with recorded their part and then oh. he came in on another day and recorded theirs mm-hmm. or his mm-hmm. his uh it's a in, pretty interesting record there's some stuff that's like expected he does a song with willie nelson and i think he does one with waylon and mm. lots of you know things you would expect but he also does some things that are a little less expected he does a song with john ford oh wait 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 Uh-oh. i take that back he does not do a, a song with john fogarty he sings oh, he sings proud mary uh, oh, which is written okay. by john fogarty he sings that with uh, johnny paycheck um he does a song with linda ronstadt Emily Lou harris uh the kind of weirdest thing about this record is he does a song with Elvis Costello called Stranger in the House. Uh, Elvis Costello wrote the song, I think, specifically for this session. Um, And then 
if you listen to, I, I mentioned it all the time, Cocaine and Rhinestones, their mm-hmm. last season was all about George Jones, and they specifically talk about this and how much George Jones kind of hated. Like, <laughs> he did not understand why people would like Elvis Costello. He thought he couldn't uh-huh. sing. He just, like, I think it bummed him out that he was, like, he. I think for some reason for him that was, like, his <laughs> biggest low point on this record <laughs> or something, even though it's, like, pretty incredible. But, and, like... Elvis Costello was just like a huge George Jones fan. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure it was like he was stoked about it. Um, and Billy Sherrill produced it. Who's like a kind of a longtime producer for George Jones. It sounds, it sounds pretty good. It's like from the seven, you know, late seventies. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's uh, maybe a little overproduced, but it's still pretty fun. And uh Yeah. I don't know. I guess I don't have that much to say about it. But Sweet. If you were gonna play gonna, one of the songs, yeah. I mean, I guess if you're gonna play a clip, play, play something from uh, uh, "Stranger in My House." Yeah, let's uh, with Elvis hear Costello. some of that. This never was one of the great romances, but I thought you would always have those young. At the ghost of a man who walks around in my disguise I get the feeling that I don't belong here There's no welcome at the window All right, everyone. Wasn't that song great? <laughs> no, nobody wants to hear us talk over the song. Uh, yeah. Just play like a good 10 Shit. second clip of the chorus or something. Well, let's see if mine works. Okay. The other record that I got that day that I was actually excited about was from the band Lifted Bells. It's got this creepy baby doll on the, on oh. the cover. I guess I never even asked what you bought that day because I didn't yeah. know you got that. I don't know uh, what's what's up with that band. I, I got this at um, me, Medium Rare. Is that what it's called? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a sort of super group side project thing. It's um, Bob Nana from Braid singing. And then um, Matthew Frank from uh, There, There, There and a shit ton of other bands playing guitar. And he's like this real mathy, tappy guitar player that's really fucking good. So they're really great. It's kind of in that same Chicago Midwest sound, you know. I don't have, I didn't have any of their stuff on vinyl. I've just never really got around to like buying it. I didn't like it, like it enough to pre-order it, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But I came across it. Uh, it's just their first, I think, first EP from. I don't know, whenever it came out, self-titled. <laughs> 2011, I think, maybe. And I was going to play the first track off of it. There's actually this live version. So let's see if we can get this to work. Okay. Let me play it and see if it works. Oh, it is working. Cool. It just doesn't like George Jones. Oops, I think it's playing out of my... Oh, is it? Should I pause it real quick? Or do you... Mm. You can just switch oh, it. Never mind. No, we're good. Okay. 
this is off of Naked Alley Records. Um, I think it's a record store or something. I don't know. No, it's the record label, dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I remember when this came out, though, I was, like, a little weirded out because I've never seen Bob Nana, like, not play guitar Yeah. in any bands that he's been in. That's uh, weird. That's him there? Yeah, that's him, the Braid singer. He's so young. <laughs> What's his secret? I don't know. Playing emo, I guess. Mm-hmm. Those tears keep your face. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Moisturized. Tapping around. The, uh, the guitarist with the capo there, the, with the Jaguar, the, not that guy with the bald yeah. head or the shaved head. Um, that's Matthew Frank. He's so fucking great. Like I could just listen to hours of him playing guitar. Wow. Like, he's so rad, and it makes me want yeah. to sell all my equipment. Look at him go. Look at him go. That bass player looks like a tiny little boy. Yeah. They all look really young. Yeah, they do all look pretty young. It is very weird just seeing him bouncing around and singing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the shirt he's wearing? It says hopeless. Yeah. I am first figured it was like a record label. I don't know if that <laughs> record label is even around anymore. They are, I believe. Uh, it's um, for, I believe it's for the band Pele. Okay, that's what I, I was wondering because the the P E L E in the middle is yeah. a different color. I but I didn't know there was a band called Pele, so I thought it was for that the late soccer player. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Probably the band is probably named after him, I would assume. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like a emo-y, math band. Gotcha. So I have a... That was great. Mm-hmm. I, I did like it. I have a little tangent to go on. Okay. I love a tangent. Uh, hold up that record and turn it around so I can see the back. So Danny has started doing the thing where <laughs> he buys the nice... I even did it with I don't this know. stupid I don't, Christmas album. Oh, jeez. <laughs> uh, the nice, like, m- mobile fidelity. It's not the mobile fidelity ones, but it, you know, the nice sleeves. Fudge. The nice sleeves, and then he puts the record in that and then puts the record on in the back of the sleeve so you can see the vinyl yeah. on the back. Yeah. I don't Personally, I don't get that, but that's fine. I, I kind of get it because it makes it easier to get the record out. I guess it makes that, it easier to get the record the out. And uh, it's not going to leave an imprint on the sleeve. Oh, right. It keeps the, the ring wear down. Okay. Yeah. That makes sense then. I still won't do it, but it makes sense. Because, <laughs> well, I like uh, the back of the record is important for me to see. Sure. Because yes. I want to see the songs usually. Mm-hmm. But what I really want to talk about is your, the outer sleeve. Mm-hmm. So these, I, I also use these these days. Where do you put the flap the open the opening 
the opening and then the yeah the flap. I don't do the flap one. I don't do the seals. Oh. I hate that. Really? I hate it. I can't say like I've. Uh, no, I might have gotten rid of it. I should have saved it and given it to you. Because one of my records came in that, and I took it out of that and put it in. Okay, well, here's the guy. thing, though. I kind of understand why you hate it, but this is what I wanted to talk to you about because I okay. was wondering what you did, but it sounds like you found a different uh, solution. Because I, I like those because it keeps your records encased in the dust and whatever. Mm. But... They're hard to you. Then you got to take the yeah, whole record yeah, yeah. out. It's fucking it. annoying. Yeah. You know what the solution is and what I think how I think they're actually meant to be used. Hmm. But record stores use them differently because they don't want people taking the vinyl out. Just turn that shit sideways, man. And then you just like pull oh, the record sure, out sure, sure, and sure, then sure, put sure. it back in and okay. then seal it okay. back up. It, it's easy. <laughs> it's easy. But I feel like it's one of those weird things that have like has just been passed down as like Mm -hmm. uh, a rule or something that the flap goes on the top. But that's that doesn't make any sense. Maybe I'm maybe I'm a slow learner. Maybe everybody knows this. No, it it yeah, that totally makes sense. Um, I never thought of that. So now when I get them from the record store, I you just turn like turn them out, and so then now it's like got the label, oh, okay. the little price tag on the wrong. It's whatever, but anyways, huh? Okay, little tip, okay. Little tip for you. Yeah, I still hate them. I don't like having to open. Man. I guess maybe it's easier now. Like if I'm using this little rice paper sleeve, and mm-hmm. I have to do that, I still don't have to take the whole shit out. Like I just have to reach in and take my record out. Right, right, right. So, well, okay, when you do it okay. this way, you just ha- you have to undo the flap. Yeah, you have to undo the, the flap. Thing. The flap was the thing that really bothered me, and then I'd like, you know, you're pulling your record out, and your sleeve gets stuck to the to the sticky part or something. And... Well, I mean, if you're if you've got the good ones, the sticky part is on. It's not on the flap. It's it's I'm making like all kinds of noise. Nobody wants to hear this in the microphone. It's over here. Yeah. So your record actually should never touch it. Yeah. Well. But. Well, I bought like 200 of these outer sleeves. So yeah, I'm not, <laughs> what you're doing is fine. I don't even think you need sleeves on your records if you listen to them enough. Um, no, but, you do need sleeves on your records. I like these because they off your shelf. They make the covers look so nice, they even look, when yeah. even when the cover when it's like bad mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. messed up they look great under this shiny cellophane yeah exactly <laughs> all right that was my tangent what's the what's the next record you have packaged right. so nicely and the next record i have which i haven't listened to it yet so flap still at the top oh um fix it fix it <laughs> no nah, not right now not right now um and when I say I haven't listened to it, I've actually listened to this record a lot. I just haven't listened to this copy of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the Hank Williams tribute from Lost Highway Records. It's called Timeless. It came out in 2001. This is the vinyl reissue from 2011 that oh. Medium Rare just had in their stacks. And it's sealed and it was... Wow, it was sealed. It was sealed. It's still got the hype sticker on it. Um, it's a cool cover. It's one of the first, um, uh, what do they call it, where they've got the UV print, where it's like oh, sure, um, sure. matte mm-hmm. matte sleeve with a shiny print on it, but it's the same color, so you got to like kind of like move it in the light to see the picture. Yeah, sealed, and it was 
very reasonably priced. And when I got home and looked it up or put it on my Discogs or whatever, mm-hmm. it was selling for more than that. So it made me feel oh. better about the other stuff I bought that yeah, yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe wasn't worth it. But yeah, so I got this in 2001 when it came out, when mm-hmm. I was really into Hank Williams. Thought it was kind of weird, some of the artists on it, or most of the artists on it, but it was like weird enough to kind of like get my attention because it's like... I'll go through the, the artists real quick. It's Bob Dylan, Sheryl Crow, Kebmo, Beck, Mark Knopfler from Dire Straits. Is that what he's from? Yes. Uh, and Emmy Lou Harris, Tom Petty, Keith Richards, uh, another Emmy Lou Harris track, Hank Williams III, Ryan Adams, Lucinda Williams, and Johnny Cash. And man, like even the people I don't really care for mm-hmm. or like thought I would you know care about it all like their versions are pretty good like the key like keith richards does you win again and it's good and um ryan adams love sick blues is actually really great um he's a bad dude i know yeah he's a bad dude cody why do you like him so much that guy um, Why'd you buy that record? We, weren't we just who was I just talking about Ryan Adams with? <laughs> Were was you that on? you? I don't know. No. Oh, it wasn't me. Oh man, I, I thought it was like on the pod too, but I guess not. Oh. Anyways, yeah, Ryan Adams sucks. <laughs> um, Lucinda Williams' "Cold Cold Heart" is great. Um, the one I would ask you to play is "I'm So Lonesome I Could Cry" by Keb Mo. I don't know if you're familiar. No. with him no. it's he's a uh kind of a modern blues guy i guess um and ironically a, sorry 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 go ahead ironically one of the only other records i have with him on it is like a beach boys tribute and he does oh. a song on that i believe could be wrong um are you going to talk about the video with him and uh james taylor james taylor yeah, yeah. I thought uh, I'd play that one. No, don't play that one. No, just the song. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I'll play. Um, some, I'll play because some of the song. what I like about it, it's like so differently. You know, most of the other versions on this this tribute are done. You know, they're recognizable uh-huh. musically as those songs, but this is like very sparse and pretty, and sounds totally different. Sounds too blue to fly. The midnight train is wide and low. I'm so lonesome that I could cry. Yeah, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. That you know, he's a great guitarist, but he's mm-hmm. it's like very sparse, and then the piano comes in. And, yeah, and this is probably my favorite hank song it's just like such a sad song yeah beautifully written song it has all these great this great imagery in it and uh yeah it's really good and this version stands up to the original i mean it's not as good but it's it's up sure there. yeah 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 it's a good take on it i mean like you said uh, so many tribute albums or covers or whatever are just you know, almost karaoke versions. Yeah, or like a, a rock version. Yeah, or yeah, yeah. Where they put some stank on it or whatever. Yeah. But no, this is really pretty. Or they make it like, you know, they turn it to the like an overdramatic kind of 
Yeah. Trailer yeah. fodder. <laughs> sure. Did you ever see um, this is pretty good. I'm yeah. digging it. The the Beck version of your cheating heart, you don't have to play it, but it's it's along the same lines where it sounds different enough that you uh-huh. kind, of, kind of like was surprised at okay. his take on it. And it was, it's, it's also pretty dang good. Yeah. Who's playing slide on this one? Do you know? Ooh, I don't know. You know, I gotta look that up. I <laughs> listened to this record before I really cared about that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Gotta see who was on that session. <laughs> That's really good. That's cool. You found it sealed. I didn't realize it was sealed. Yeah. Yeah, I was stoked. That's nice. So that's the end of our, our day that we went record store shopping. We went to Phono Select as well. We both struck out at Phono. So you only got those two records. I that only you got those two. About. You yeah. Okay. I'm the one that bought a bunch of crap. That <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. That's I fine. almost, I was like looking through, uh, I, I like looked through the normal stacks at Phono that I look through the, you know, the left of the dial rock pop looking for pop uh-huh. records and whatnot. And I went to metal, and they didn't have anything I wanted. And so I like went over to the ska and reggae section, and I was like looking through those, and there's a bunch of stuff I didn't know. Like I know names, but I don't know albums, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I was like, oh, maybe I should just like get a random one. And then I went over to like the electronic section mm-hmm. where they've got like the Brian Eno and weird shit. Yeah. And I was like listening to some stuff on my phone. I was like, oh. Okay, I'm just I'm just not gonna I don't want to <laughs> yeah. risk buying something that I, I don't like. I hate going I mean I hate going to any record store and not buying something, especially when it's like a small mm-hmm. or, only if it's a small play. I don't really care if I go to whatever, but <laughs> especially like phono or something where I kind of like have gotten to know the people that work yeah, there or whatever, totally. it's like a bummer to not get something. But mm-hmm. um yeah, I ended up with nothing that day as well. Yeah. But anyway, so that ended. The day was over and whatever, and, and that was cool. A couple weeks later or a week later or something, I don't know, the new Paramore album came out. And mm. uh, I'd never pre-ordered it. I don't know why I didn't pre-order order it. But I was like, you know, I'll just go down to Kicksville after I pick up Lhasa. And we'll see if they have it there. The original plan was to go in the morning, like after I dropped her off. But they don't open till noon. Yeah. Um, so anyway, picked up Lasso, went down to Kicksville. She was not happy about being there <laughs> at all. She was like, just scared the whole time. It was really weird. Oh, weird. Like we got out of the car and like went over to the sidewalk and she was like, I was telling Amanda this today. She was like, I've never been to this country before. Just <laughs> 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 like... Uh, we, Weird. I've, I've been here so many times, not with you, but I've been here and it's it's cool, uh-huh. it's safe. And Has she been to like Midtown before? A couple times. Like we don't right. go downtown very often much. Because it is, it is a f- different feeling it for is a kid a, yeah, maybe. Yeah, like yeah. big buildings and yeah. like Yeah, like watch out for that turd in. that's on the ground. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then we were in the store and she was still like, you know, kind of like hunkered down and, and like nervous. And there was... So I like went in and, and there's a dude standing right at the section where the where the Paramore records would be, the, the P section. And so I go and I look through the the uh, new release stuff or the, you know those front bins. 
And I'm looking yeah. through those, and it's not in there. And um, I picked up a couple other things that I might might have wanted to get and looked at them. But then we finally went over to the P section, and I'm looking, and I grabbed the Paramore record, and Lost was like, I'm really scared of that picture. <laughs> and it's, it's the New Order album, Technique. That's like the... Uh. Uh, it's got like the cherub like sculpture and it's like pinks and blues and greens. It looks like pearlescent oh, or something. Right. She was like yeah. really scared of that album cover for oh, some yeah. reason. <laughs> um, I mean, it's a weird cover, but it's uh, scary. Was it, not. Yeah, I think she but, was just kind of, you know, in a new place. It was loudish. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there was only like one other person in there aside from the worker, like. It's not like it was crowded or anything, but uh-huh. it was really weird. Um, I got that. I got Paramore's new album, This Is Why, and I got one other record. I got two Paramore records. Should I talk? Should I play two Paramore songs? I mean, if you want. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I'll at least play one off the new album. So I got the new album. Boop, boop, boo. It's on clear vinyl, indie mm-hmm. store, clear, whatever. I was glad I went to went to um, Kicksville to get it because my first inclination these days, as a suburban dad, is to like, well, Target has records now. I'll go to Target uh-huh. and get my record, which I'm going to talk about in a little while. Oh. <laughs> uh, but I'm glad I went to Kicksville, and you know, even though Lassa was scared, like, you know, I'm glad she went with me and stuff. That's weird. You got to <laughs> give her some exposure therapy to other I record guess, stores. Yeah. But anyway, I was going to play my favorite track from the album so far. Um, but they also released a new video that I haven't watched yet. Which I, huh? What do you think? What you, let's If the video will work, let's watch okay, it. Okay, let's do the video. I guess. Because I really like the, the song for the video as well, Running Out of Time. So let me... uh, I started listening to this record the other night. Oh, and cool. it's there were some songs I liked and then there was some stuff that I liked less. Mm-hmm. But watching their videos and watching their live stuff is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah, they're they're great. Oh, it's tiny on my computer for some reason. It's tiny? Yeah. Oh, there we go. It's it's bigger now. Oh, okay. Don't worry, it's bigger. (laughs) Don't be afraid. Um... It's, I like the album okay. Their album before this, After Laughter, is still the best. Um, but this one's good. It's got more of a blend of like what they did on After Laughter, what she did on her solo stuff after that. And they do a bit more rock stuff on this one. Okay. drums and the guitars have come to life. Only get you so scary. <laughs> this is what Lassa was scared about. She knew this video was coming. This is like an Alice in Wonderland kind of thing. Reminds me of like uh, 
the Zero video from Smashing Pumpkins. Oh, probably, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird, weird people creeping around, <laughs> like Victorian wear and stuff. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Makeup is kind of similar. Mm-hmm. But with the colors of the Black Hole Sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're running track instead of. There's not scissors chasing. There are no scissors, no bowling. So the song I like the most, I think, so far on the record is called "You First." You first. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Check that one out. The title track is real good. Yeah. Yeah, I think the first first couple listens of this album, I was I was hoping it was going to be more after after kind of, uh, and so I was a little down on it for a second, but I came around. Gotcha. Uh, that music video, it's like not necessarily my thing, but it's cool because it feels like a damn music video yeah like yeah there's like production mm-hmm. and like weird stuff and reminds me of like the late 90s yeah yeah uh heyday and I, I don't know if that's the heyday of music videos I, it's I, my personal heyday yeah, because sure, i, I sure, was sure. in my teens or whatever i think it, throughout the 90s was kind of the heyday of music videos just in general i don't know i mean i'm sure people would argue that mtv started sucking in 1985 or whatever well People should shut up. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, this track is great. I'm glad I got a copy. Cody. Cool. What's next? Okay, so um, we, me and Brandy went to Petaluma and saw Mariel Buckley, who put out my favorite record of last year. Anyone who listened to that episode would remember that. Oh, cool. Um, it was great. She was great. Uh, it was just her without her band, so she just played an acoustic guitar. That's awesome. It was, it was very good. She covered Clay Pigeons, which is a Blaze Foley song that is amazing. Mm-hmm. So that was good. But while I was there, I went to a record store there called um, Rain Dog Records. Hold on. Did you get her record? I did get her record. Okay, good, good. I I bought it from her. Actually, it was very nice. I got it from her, and I usually don't... I'm shy a little bit. But I did say... This was actually my favorite record from last year, so I'm glad you came here so I could buy it directly from you Mm -hmm. because it was expensive to send it to buy it from Canada. She's from Canada. 
And she's like, oh, thanks. Wow, there's a lot of records came out last year. Thanks. <laughs> I'm, you know, and she's very kind. And we talked a little bit. And, uh, and you told her about she, the podcast. Cool. She, cool. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't. I thought about it. Because I want because it's kind of seemed like she didn't believe that it was my favorite record. I want to be like, listen to this podcast. Yeah, I yeah. talk about it. <laughs> but the there were a couple people in front of me, and they were kind of like older boomer types, uh-huh. and they wanted her to sign the record for them. Actually, the CD that they bought, uh-huh. which is fine. Oh, Nate was there, and and so what's that? I said, oh, Nate was there. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, and so she like peeled off the plastic and, and signed their CD and gave it to him and they talked to her or whatever. And so while she was talking to me, she just started like peeling the plastic off of the record. And then she's like, Oh, do you even want me to sign this? And I was like, I do like, uh, usually not my thing, but it would be cool if you signed this. And she's like, yeah, it's not usually my thing either, but I'll sign it for you. So she signed it. So that's cool. That's Um, awesome. It was a nice experience. I'm glad you got the um, record because I remember you talking about that on that episode. Yeah. So now I have bought uh, four out of my five favorite oh, nice. records from yeah. last year, which I think is important. I'm going to get that last one okay. as okay. soon as I think it's out of print, but they're making more. Okay. Um, <laughs> anyways, if you if you have favorite records, you should buy them. It's true. It's true. Don't just stream them. Buy them. Okay, sorry, um, I interrupted you. You went to Rain Dog? No, it's okay. Uh, Rain Dog Records in Petaluma, okay. and it was a cool shop. And they uh, were priced, like, it was amazing. I got, I don't think I brought all of them over here, but um, they had the Blue Cheer record for a very reasonable price in great shape. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you remember that. They're from Davis. They're, like, from the late 60s. Oh, I kind didn't of, know they were from Davis proto or they started in davis or something proto heavy metal Mm -hmm. punk or whatever i've always wanted to get grab a copy of that record but every time i see it it's kind of expensive Mm -hmm. plus i think charles albright buys them all (laughs) i feel like i've seen a picture that he took that has like like a (laughs) like detolf shelf or whatever and there's like a blue copy of that record in each slot um interesting pretty good uh and I got a copy of Jailbreak by Thin Lizzy, also in really great shape for a nice. super reasonable amount. Um, but the thing that I found there is a, again, with the Bear Family um, box sets, they had a Waylon Jennings Bear Family box oh, set. Oh, hell yeah. Uh, it's called The Journey, Destiny's Child. There's no Destiny's Child oh, songs on it, though. I know. Um, and it covers the years like 61 to 68 or something like that. It's like a two part box set. They only had the first one, but it, every single song on that record that I bought mm-hmm. at medium oh. rare is in this box. Set, oh. Uh, cause it's a very complete, it's every recording uh-huh. from those years or whatever. Um, comes with this, you know, nice book. I think I talked about bear family before yeah, and yeah, it's yeah. like, got every like recording session and wow. all these like great great photos he was in a movie in the 60s that's been kind of lost to time and they like scanned like the film strips Holy so there's shit. like pictures from the movie and stuff they really they really do their their yeah, their work man. for these things they're always really nice i've got a couple different ones so anyways like i said with that last record this was kind of Waylon Jennings like folky era Mm -hmm. feel like the um he didn't really quite know what he was 
wanting to be and the labels didn't really know what to do with him. So I think I remember reading that they kind of like put a lot of uh, emphasis on folk songs and he covered a lot like he does. There's a version of him doing like Norwegian Wood and him doing some Bob Dylan songs and uh, but there's also some really great originals on it. Um, the one that I had never heard before that I liked a lot was called Anita, You Are Dreaming. <laughs> um, let me see if I can open it in Watch Together. Man, every time I type Waylon Jennings, it autocorrects to Wailing. Oh. Um, so it's Wailing Jennings, yeah. which is kind of funny. <laughs> All right, watch together is not working for me. But if you oh, want to drop a clip in, you can. It's it's called Anita. You're dreaming, and it's cool because it's got some like marimbas in it, and it's got this kind of like real smooth, cool feel to it. And uh, yeah, it's a really nice song before his like outlaw ruckus days. Ruckus. But it's also he wrote it, so it's not. It doesn't feel as much like he's. Oh, there we go. I just put it in there. What'd you do? It's tiny again. Oh. I guess it's too late now, but somehow I must make you see what we thought was our world was only a dream world, and we just can't go on like this. Anita, you're dreaming. Anita, it's nice. over. There's nothing that's left Background now noise. to see. Mm-hmm. So is this on the picture here? Is this the album that's on Leaving Town? Uh, yeah, it must must be. I should look up since it's got all the info here. Yeah. I'll look up who was on this session. Who's playing marimba? Uh, yeah, I want to know. Anita, come closer and close your pretty blue eyes. <laughs> your young dreams just can't be, and somehow you must realize that each time you're with me, my conscience reminds me of someone who's waiting alone. Actually, um, let's see. Man, I'm glad I looked this up. Uh, the person playing the uh, vibraphone mm-hmm. is uh, Harold R. Ragsdale, aka Ray Stevens of uh, The Squirrel Went Berserk and uh, The Streak. Uh, you don't know these songs, no. but he was, he was a, he was a kind of like 
country comedy guy. Whoa. And now when you watch his stuff, it's very embarrassing. Um, and there's some like slightly, uh, <laughs> not slightly, very like accident, not, uh, how do I say this? Uh, very inappropriate uh, things. Very inappropriate racist things that at the time, I guess, were not considered that. But yeah, yeah, nowadays yeah. you're like, I can't believe this was on a record. That's not like a <laughs> supposed to be a hate record or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's not. Um, anyways, that's interesting. Hmm. Uh, okay. Yeah. So that is that interesting okay okay yeah if there's ever if there's any uh you know artist from like the 50s to the 80s that you really want to do a deep dive into search that bear family website and there's a possibility Mm -hmm. they have a box set of Mm -hmm. every recording they've ever done and it's it's a lot of fun to to dig into those hell yeah um how many more do you have i have two more I have two more as well. Okay, good, good. All right. The other Paramore record I got, Riot, their second album. I always think that's a No Doubt record. It does look like, uh, what's that, a self-titled? It had hella good on it. I can't remember. I think so. I know what you're talking about, though. It's black vinyl. It came in a nice sleeve, like a rice paper lined white sleeve, Mm -hmm. so I didn't have to change that one. Um, They also had this at... Um, Kicksville, so I picked up both of them. Uh, more importantly, that No Doubt album is called Rocksteady. Rocksteady, that's right. That's right. <laughs> uh, a good record, not my favorite Paramore record by any means. I know a lot of people swear by this one, but a uh, really solid record. I was going to play one of the singles off of it, a song called Crush, Crush, Crush. We've got a music video for it. Um, that, this is back when we were super emo pop punk. Uh, I can't remember who. I think the drummer is the same guy, but I don't think the guitarist. Someone uh, send me a, a letter and let me know if I'm incorrect. Yeah, I gotta say, I like the the newer, more pop stuff much more. Yeah, me too. Uh, there's like some songs on this album that I that I like quite a bit, um, but as a whole, I, I like the I like their first album quite a bit actually. Um, but after laughter is so fucking good, just like front to back. Did 
Did you know that the Hippos Forget the World album was a split release between Fueled by Ramen and Vagrant Records? Forget the World? Uh, I knew they were on Vagrant one way or another because I had that first like year on the streets and they had a live recording on that. I didn't know that, that they actually had a, an album on that. That's interesting. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good record. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I clicked around on Wikipedia. That's ended a- up on the Fueled by Ramen webpage. Yeah, looked at their discography. The Hippos, out of all of the '90s like third wave ska mm-hmm. bands, I, I think actually pulled up really well because they're they really kind of focused on the pop aspect and had some cool organs. Yeah, stuff. especially that yeah. second album. Heads, that second album, Heads Are Gonna Roll. But the first one was good too. The first one was good too. Um, less power pop oriented. Uh, and then their third yeah, album. Third okay. album, they like ditch ska altogether, which was a bummer. Didn't we all? Didn't we all? <laughs> I ditched. I ditched ska for uh, Saves the Day and Thursday and other day bands. But anyway, yeah, that's what that Paramore album sounds like, pretty much. So finally, I see. I didn't want to talk about all old country records. That's why I was another reason <laughs> I was disappointed about like my haul. And then I was like, oh yeah, we're gonna do a podcast. None of this is gonna be super interesting to talk about because it's all <laughs> whatever. So moving away from that. Uh, a few days after that trip, uh, this came in the mail, which I pre-ordered from A24. Uh, it is the uh, original score for the movie Men. Nice. Let me see um, that cover. I want to see that cover. It's kind of hard to make out, but there's Whoa. like a, And it's like die cut. And you yeah. can take that thing out and put other people's eyes behind that. Cool. Yeah, they always do some pretty cool packaging. I try not to be like an A24 fanboy uh-huh. like a lot of folks are, yeah, but yeah. they do have some great movies and yep. they put out some good soundtracks. Mm-hmm. So uh, this movie was very cool. Um, I, I liked the score a lot. It is done by um, Ben Salisbury and Jeff Barrow or Barrow. And Ben Salisbury has actually done a lot of kind of cool stuff. Uh, he's only his discography only goes goes back to 2014, but he did the Ex Machina score, mm. and he did most importantly to me the Annihilation score, okay. uh, and that that was like one of my favorite things that came out that year, and still that soundtrack rules, and I feel like that movie rules mm. and is not appreciated as much as it should be. Um, so, but yeah, he, uh, similar to that Annihilation score, there was a couple songs that use this very particular sound mm-hmm. um, that was actually, I figured out or learned, kind of like uh, borrowed, stolen, I don't know, from a, a burial record. Um, it's oh. just these like four or five notes that are kind of played in a really weird synthy sound mm-hmm. i don't know i should have pulled it up to play it but uh, it's cool listen to that soundtrack sometime but anyways uh men uh there is a the whole score is good it's very moody and ambient and creepy mm-hmm. and if you're gonna play a clip i would say i would like you to play uh and it is on youtube uh it's called runaway slash crash and in the movie there's a part where the 
um, protagonist is taking a walk and she feels threatened and she comes to this kind of bridge uh, or like a, a dark tunnel and she she screams into this tunnel and makes the sound and they take that sound and uh, sort of like synthesize it and f- do some weird stuff with it. You'll hear it, but mm-hmm. it's like really cool and creepy and you should play it. OK, I got it ready. I have not seen this movie, but I've heard a lot of stuff about it. It's pretty wild. Yeah. I guess scream isn't the right word. She vocalizes into this tunnel. Uh Uh-huh. So that... Those four notes or whatever, that's kind mm-hmm. of a reference maybe to that burial stuff, is what you're saying? No, no, that's that's the Annihilation soundtrack oh, that I oh. was talking about. Okay. Sorry. I, no, it's okay. Uh, it's confusing. But but that that voice, that that one, mm-hmm. you know, vocalization I think was lifted directly out of the, you know, sound of the movie mm-hmm. from the movie that she made in the tunnel and then oh, they made okay. this whole built this whole sound song with it That's or cool. track with it um, yeah very very brooding and yeah creepy. it's good stuff if you like ambient kind of stuff mm-hmm. that's uh, the problem with this stuff is I really like it, but when I want to listen to ambient stuff, it's usually to kind of like relax and chill out. And this isn't exactly like chill because it's like scary. Yeah, it's, that's what I was about to ask you. So like, what's the occasion where you're putting this record on? Uh, when I first when it comes in the mail and I listen to it one time, <laughs> and then, <it laughs> and then when I and the then shelf. when I want to show people yeah, this yeah, cool yeah. this cool track, <laughs> um, or maybe I don't know, maybe if I'm doing something or like trying to be creative or something sure. i would put oh, okay, something okay. like like this on yeah okay very good that's cool i'll have to check out that movie sometime there's always so many movies that i want to watch yeah but... it's good it's not for everyone but you would probably mm-hmm. like it mm-hmm. i think um yeah i'll check it out one of these days a24 movies are yeah usually pretty solid yeah for sure. So I was at Target. <laughs> <laughs> I always look at the records at Target. I don't know. I don't know how you feel about that. You know, I'll admit thing. something, and yeah. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not proud of this, but I feel really self conscious looking at records in Target. Oh, really? Like I won't. I'll. I usually walk by there and kind of look at what's there, mm-hmm. but I don't like flip or anything. I don't and either, I, mainly because it's hard to because their shelving yeah, sucks. Packed in there, yeah. yeah. Um, and I also feel like if I found something I wanted, I would feel I mean, it's dumb. It's my own hangup, but I'd feel like embarrassed carrying it around the store and like, what if somebody saw me and knew that I bought <laughs> records from Target? What if the members of Blue Cheer walk by and they're like, what exactly, the fuck? exactly. <laughs> But I don't know, I'll buy stuff there sometimes, especially if it's a good price, or I always check to see if yeah. they have clearance stuff. Because um, I, I mean, it's. I'll see that every just once in a while. Just Not any worse than like Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barnes and Nobles and stuff. Barnes and Noble, I, I will shop at as well. Um, I was just there mm-hmm. the other day. Didn't buy anything, though. Actually, that's not true. We bought little um, 
um, surprise bag Lego minifig things. Ooh, yeah. what'd you get? Um, not the ones we wanted. One of them was a soccer coach, and one of them was a. Um, oh shit! What was the other one? I can't remember. There was one that looked like uh, like a Marie Antoinette kind of uh-huh. you know, garb, and there was yeah. another one that was like the old school space suit, but it was mm-hmm. like pink, and then it was holding a little baby version of the blue one. Whoa! Yeah, I really wanted that one. Oh, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, but anywho, at Target they had Renaissance oh. Beyonce for forty bucks. Like it's, it's not all, bad. It's, it's a like two what, three, LP three records. It's two, two LP, but it's like this box set. Uh huh. So it comes with like a big, like fancy book and a poster and like high quality, like hundred and eighty gram vinyl and stuff. Uh-huh. And yeah, I was very because I had wanted it, but I, it was always like fifty, sixty dollars whenever I saw yeah. it. So it was only forty, and I was like, "All right, I guess I'm doing this." Yeah, yeah. And so I'm I'm happy to have it finally. We've talked about it if, like twice on that end of the year thing because it's such a good freaking album. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I was gonna play. I think my favorite song from the record is "Break My Soul." Speaking of uh, record sleeves and things, I bought big record sleeves for my Dude, box sets. Can I? Did you buy a hundred of them? Uh, I think I bought fifty. Do you need Maybe fifty of them? Twenty-five. I don't. You can have because I I need some, and I will. I was actually going to ask you if you wanted to like split a package with me because I oh. nobody. I don't. I don't need that many, but I do have some things that I would like to. Let me. Um, Hold on. <laughs> Doesn't say anymore how many's on there, but I think it's like fifty. So yeah, let me know how okay. many you need. I'll give you some. Okay. How big? How big? How big are? This is an exciting talk. <laughs> this, <laughs> if you're listening to a record about or an episode about what records we bought, you better be into this. Are they? Is that, are they like an inch? thick um shit i can't remember i mean like this this record here is a little like there's still a a pretty good amount of room okay and there's like enough room for the box set and for me to do my dumb thing of putting the records behind (laughs) it nice nice yeah 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 okay cool like really thick box sets like those you know big two three inch ones they won't fit yeah yeah i don't have it uh i have like I think my melancholy box, like I don't think it would fit. Oh, that. All right. Yeah. And I have like a saddest landscape one that's like that too. Interesting. Um, I read an interesting, or I watched an interesting video uh, by this guy who reviews country records named uh, Grady something. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, uh, but he was talking. Uh, that Zach Bryan record, remember that oh, Nate yeah. talked about, yeah. and it's like 36 songs long, mm-hmm. and now that dude Morgan Wallen who sucks, mm-hmm. but he's putting out like a 30 something song record. Is he really? And, and like, how how many songs are on this Beyonce record? Like, does it warrant a two LP? Um, I don't think there's that many songs. Oh, okay, it. let me pull it up on my desktop real quick. Uh, three, eight, 
12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17. Okay, that's kind of a lot, I guess. Yeah, it's a long Mm -hmm. record. But I guess part of the strategy now is to put out really long records again because the way that streaming works and it's like the amount of plays Mm -hmm. from a single record equals a certain amount of albums sold for the billboard charts and stuff. Mm -hmm. So it's like if somebody listens to the album once but it counts for 36 songs played instead of 18 songs played it 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 puts them further up on the charts or whatever game the system yeah interesting okay Um, anyways this song rules of course yeah i really really like this album um i liked lemonade a lot too um, and I haven't really listened to much before that. Like, I know the singles probably, but uh-huh. this album just like, I think because it came out at a time too when we were like real deep excited about uh, Drag Race, Repulse Drag Race. Oh, and, like, right. This has such like, uh, yeah, like that drag culture feel to it. Mm-hmm. Um, which I guess there's people that are a little mad about her using that, but oh sure, yeah. yeah. But it's such a good record; it's really nice, solid, and worth forty bucks for sure. Yeah, it's a good looking yeah package there. It's a really good package, and like the inner stuff is all matte. Oh, um, cool! So it's not like glossy like I was worried about getting fingerprints on it at first uh, man when when are they just gonna start making everything mad yeah like, seriously oh no but yeah everything in there is all matte and so I was able to flip through and I don't have to worry about my my greasy fingers nice yeah nice oh I, I keep forgetting to take notes god damn it uh, so after Paramore you did the men soundtrack because you love men so much because mm-hmm. you're such a men's rights activist. <laughs> <laughs> the men's soundtrack, is, which is just um, jock jams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did you have another one? Do you have one more? Yeah, I have one more. Okay. What's next? All right. So this is uh, actually Matt, our friend Matt, grabbed this for me when he got a copy because I he is he is friends with this guy. His name is oh. Raymond Raymond Richards. Uh this album is called A Coaxed Ghost. It's hard to say. <laughs> Raymond Richards put out a really great sort of ambient uh pedal steel record uh oh. in twenty twenty called The Lost Art of Wondering that is incredible this record is much different than that this is a lot of synth and electronic stuff and also uh it's a little bit um maybe like giorgio moroder or um yeah it's got this cool kind of like retro i don't know i have a hard time talking about this this stuff you would like it though it's it's very synth heavy um it's a little bit it's actually very kind of like soundtracky so if you like that kind of stuff um you would like this mm-hmm. uh, a lot of it's instrumental there's a few uh tracks with vocals um it seems like he just kind of excuse me while i open this mm-hmm. seems like he just maybe tapped different people to play on different different songs um 
and it's a, actually a pretty varied record. Like I'm trying to describe it, but a lot of the songs are very different from each other. There's two standouts to me. One is called The Rhythm King Rides Again, and um, Dean Wareheim plays on that track, and he is from... Uh, he was in Galaxy 500 and Luna. Oh, okay. Um, and that track's really good, but I think I would... Uh, the, one of the reasons I like that track so much is it's the one track on the album that actually has the pedal steel uh-huh. um you know i will i will have you play this okay one. uh the other the other standout track i mean all of them are good i really like a song called moon moon funeral as well it's the first uh track on on side two okay um but yeah lots of synth and like drum machine stuff and but there's still like bass and guitar and, and drums and cool yeah um this song in particular the rhythm king rides again i like a lot because it has that kind of exotica feel to it like it feels like a sort of like 60s uh loungy kind of thing but it's got this like kind of like syncopated electronic beat and the pretty like steel guitar going on This one's not on Discogs yet. We need to get on. I know. It. I I was actually gonna say, I don't. I don't. I don't mess with that. No. I I just have my friend Danny put stuff uh, on Discogs. I don't know. I'm by the way you described it. I might have to pick up a copy of this. So. You should. Yeah, you should hit up. Uh, hit up. He's on Bandcamp. I was gonna get it on Bandcamp, but then I talked to Matt, and he's like, "Yeah, I'm gonna order a copy, so I'll just we'll save on shipping." And oh, nice. Nice. This is cool. This is good, like, chilling out music. Yeah, I mean, this is definitely one of the most different sounding songs on the record. (laughs) But it's, um, it's real good. I do remember Matt mentioning the, this guy before because of the pedal steel Mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah, exactly. Interesting. And he's like a producer and has done a lot of, um, I should go to his discogs. And yeah, it says he was in Hope Sandoval's band, The Warm Inventions, Mojave 3, Red Maids. Parson Redheads is a band that I've never listened to, but I, I recognize that name. Yeah, uh, Gavin likes them a lot. Oh, okay. And from when I heard them, I liked them a lot too, but I haven't mm-hmm. spent a lot of time with them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is nice, man. Good, yeah. good way to end it, too. Yeah, yeah, I was definitely wanted to... I don't know. I don't know how many people listen to this, yeah. but I would like to more people to listen to this record because it's really good. Totally. This is cool. Um, well, we've got plans to go maybe to the Bay Area to do some more record shopping. Um, yeah, we'll have to do that pretty soon. And then uh, Record Store Day is coming up. There's actually records I want to buy. Yeah. I don't know if I'm going to buy that Joe Strummer or not. I listened to it again. Which one is it's, it? It's uh, Streetcore. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I really love the song Coma Girl. Mm-hmm. But the rest of the record is fine. Like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah. like... Like, Coma Girl is such a good fucking song. Mm-hmm. But the rest of it is just kind of... Mm, it's, it's all right. I think that's why I ended up getting rid of it. Was that song on a compilation? Coma, Coma Girl? Girl? It might have been, like, on an anti-compilation yeah. or something. Yeah. Um... um. So I don't know. I, I, I yeah. might get it. There's a couple things I want, but man, it's real hard for me to get all excited and then just get disappointed. <laughs> yeah. But I also don't want to like get up at four in the morning or camp out or something yeah. for something. So I don't know. I try and just play it cool, mm-hmm. but I always end up a little disappointed because I don't get something I wanted. But yeah, I think the last time I went on the day of, I went like, you know, in the, late afternoon early evening and i still got a couple of the records i wanted and i still have one of them (laughs) (laughs) yeah i mean the records that you and me want are not probably not usually the records that people are lining up for yeah except for other fucking nerds yeah and old people but I think I'm really um, just down to except for your your Taylor Swift record. Yeah, I, I be, don't. I'm people, not. That'll get be gone. That. Yeah. yeah, there's no way I'm going to get a copy of that. But that's fine. Uh, that's just like a live thing. So, uh-huh. um, I think the thing I really want is the Horse the Band record. Like I re-listen to that album, and it's I'm still yeah. into it. I'll have to listen to it. It's goofy yeah. and like, yeah, and kind of dumb, but. They're not a band anymore, are they? Are they still around? They put out, like, randomly in 2020, they put out, a, like, an EP. Whoa. But I don't know if they're still, like, really doing yeah. anything. You know, sometimes people get together just to record or whatever. Sure. But it had been, like, years and years. Their song, they did, a, a like, a single 7-inch and a song with Jamie Stewart. And it was real fucking good. Oh, yeah. Rad. Yeah. But anyway, we'll do this again soon, folks. Cause awesome. uh <laughs> when when uh I forgot I was gonna start with this. When I took the kids out to my parents' house that morning when we were at record shopping, I took the kids to my parents' house, dropped them off, my mom was like, So what are you doing today? I was like, Oh, Cody and I are gonna go do some record shopping. She's like, Don't you have enough records already? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably, but <laughs> Parents just don't understand. <laughs> yeah. My, I don't think my mom, my parents have any, I, they know that I like music and I buy records and stuff, mm-hmm. but I feel like if they saw, and like, I don't even think like I have a huge collection or anything, mm-hmm. but to them, yeah, I think if they saw a sh- huge shelf full of records, they'd be like, oh my gosh, you, you have way too yeah. many records. And that kind of, kind of got me thinking of like growing up, you know, my mom had she had records mm-hmm. and she had tapes and she had CDs, but they always fit like in a single place. Yeah, you know, yeah, she yeah, never yeah. we never had a shelf full of things. And it's like how I guess it's they listen to the radio, yeah. but it's like, how do you just listen to 20 things? over there? <laughs> That like, yeah, my parents had uh, I think we we got a decent amount of CDs, but it was still like. Probably a thing this big, front it like it spun around, so it was like front and back. Oh right, yeah, CDs. yeah. CDs, and uh-huh. then the, probably between the two of my parents, they had maybe fifty records, like LPs. 
Okay, that's um, pretty good. Maybe like yeah, 40, yeah. 50, something in there. Yeah, that's probably about how many my mom had. And they were she they kept them put away. They never yeah. It's not once like we were listening they to these. once <laughs> tapes came out, yeah. like yeah, we didn't listen to them anymore. But, but even then, it's like a lifetime of records, and it's only like forty records. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, but yeah, it was just pretty much the radio, and then like as things started to get reissued my dad would like buy you know a doors cd at costco or you <laughs> yeah. know the uh when white album came out on on cd like he got that at yeah costco <laughs> 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 uh but yeah that's great it's it's pretty much 96.9 man weird but anyway thanks cody thanks danny thanks for listening everybody uh, go buy some records. Don't feel guilty about buying things at Target, okay? Everyone is going to do it. Dan, Danny's giving you permission yeah. to put Phono Select out of oh, business. Shit. <laughs> Sorry, Dal. You can still come on the pod if you want to. I say go to Phono first. Okay. But I mean, you're already at Target.